At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. We've got Twitter Tuesday on a Wednesday, a special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast that's coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trainer. I'm your host, and today's episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the games start. And as I promised yesterday, we have a special listener mailbag, usually our Twitter Tuesday that we do on Tuesday. We're doing it today on Wednesday's show because why not? Let's change it up a little bit, right? Let's do something a little different and have a little fun with it. So it's a relatively light mailbag. We have about 10 questions or so that came in via Twitter, via email. We're going to go through all of them today. And as always, if you want to participate in our weekly mailbag, the information can be found in the show notes. You can tweet to me at Patricia underscore trainer. You can uh, email them to LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. And all this information is in the show notes, by the way. So check it out if you want to participate uh, in the uh, listener mailbag that we do every week. All right. Let us jump right in to your questions. First up, we hear from James A., who says, I noticed over the by that your guests haven't been as bullish on DJ, that being Daniel Jones. You yourself have cooled a little bit too. too. His passing this year hasn't been great, but I look at some games like the New Orleans games last year, add to that what he's done this year, and I think he could be special. Do you agree? James, I think the jury's still out. And also, actually, let me back up a little bit. When you say he could be special, are you talking Pat Mahomes special, Josh Allen special, or like Geno Smith special. So I don't think Daniel Jones is in the same um, category right now as a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I think he could be a Geno Smith. And I have said, and I will continue to say that I think the Giants can win with Daniel Jones. Is he a guy though that they can win without? I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Of course, we haven't found that out if, if, if he is or not. But, you know, again, when we do um, analysis, um, we're taught in the scouting academy, is the guy someone that can that a team can win with or without? And if it's someone that they can win without, then that's how you know you have to upgrade. I think the jury is still out on Daniel Jones. He's done a lot of things right. I will give him that. The numbers, as you have pointed out, haven't been great. Not all of that is, is his fault, but at the end of the day, you've got to look at the entire body of work. 
All right. Is he going to get better? What's his ceiling? Um, is he missing throws, which I know, I know for a fact he is. Is he making the right decisions? Is he getting the ball out of his hands quickly? Is he looking at his second read? There's so much that goes into this. And I think, you know, in talking and listening to some of the, the people that have played the game who, who understand the position a little bit better than I think most of us do, um, the jury's still out. And I think it's very telling that over the bye, that Daniel Jones, uh, when he was asked if the Giants came to him to start any talks about a contract extension, he said they hadn't. And that does not surprise me. I don't think the Giants should should have opened uh, conversations with him just yet. I think they wait until the end of the season and they just weigh everything. And right now, if I had to take a guess based on what has transpired so far, I do think he comes back. I do not think, though, it'll be for big money. And um, I know later on in the show, we have another question about that. So I'll refrain from saying anything more on the topic till we get to that other questions. But thank you for your question. All right. Up next, independent outsider wants to know of all the draft classes you have covered as a beat reporter, which improved the team the most or the fastest? And is the 22 2022 draft class on pace to be the best or one of the best. The 2007 draft class, Giants won a Super Bowl with that class, and every rookie contributed. The 2022 class, on paper, you've got talent, but you also have a lot of guys who have been banged up and who have missed time. If I remember correctly, the 2007 class didn't miss a whole lot of time. I think one guy out of the entire class um, he was an offensive lineman. He was really the only one who didn't contribute to that team. So the 2007 class right now still takes the cake, in my opinion, um, as far as improving a team right away and, and, and just, you know, overall. All right. Thank you for that question. Up next, we hear from Nick Pontiero. I hope I said that right. How do you see the defense changing without McKinney? With him being a vital cog, do you think there will be any serious regression? All right, Nick, thanks for that question. The coaches will tell you next man up. And, and really, you know, when a guy is injured, really it doesn't, you know, the, the scheme doesn't change all that much. Now, does some of the responsibilities change of the guys to come in? Yes, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're still going to need somebody to, to come down in the box you're still going to need somebody to cover deep. You're still going to need somebody who can hopefully cover sideline to sideline. I mean, if there's one thing that I think the Giants are going to miss with not having McKinney in the lineup is that speed that he brings from the sideline to sideline range. So that being said, I do know that the coaches like Dane Belton. Um, that's why they they brought him in, you know, to potentially be that, that – uh, third safety, or if they lose Julian Love in free agency to step into the starting lineup. So I'm not as concerned, I would say at this point about the McKinney loss. It stinks. Don't get me wrong. Um, I have my thoughts about what happened, um, whether he knew it or not. And I, and I question, by the way, um, I question if he knew doing what he did was, was wrong because I think a lot of these kids 
when they get their contracts, I highly doubt a lot of them sit and read every last line um, of what's written. So I do believe McKinney made an honest mistake and it's unfortunate that, you know, he has the injury, but that, you know, life teaches you through your mistakes and he has learned and kudos to him, by the way, for standing up and saying, you know, for taking accountability and for saying that, you know, the giants come after him to dock him for some of that, that guaranteed money um, that could be forfeited. Uh, Kudos for him to say, you know, look, I, I have no problem with that. So I think McKinney just handled it well. And, you know, the loss is, is, is big. I think this, this was a young man who was on his way to a Pro Bowl season. Um, you know, but I do think they'll figure out ways to compensate for his loss. So thanks for that question. All right. Next, we hear from Andrew, Andrew Bogdan, who, uh, okay, this this is the Daniel Jones question I was referencing. If Daniel Jones... Last nine games basically match his first eight in performance and record. Do they resign? And what does the deal look like? Andrew, I do think they will resign him. But see, here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. I think it's also going to depend on where the Giants end up drafting. You know, everybody seems to think that, you know, this quarterback class that's coming out in, in next year's draft is the be all end all. And yes, it's it's a very you know, it looks like a very good quarterback class. But that being said, there'll be other quarterback classes. And if the Giants make the playoffs, let's say for argument's sakes, they make the playoffs, they're going to be drafting in the bottom third of the first round. And there's no way that Joe Shane is going to trade premium assets to get up into, you know, the top five, top 10 to get a quarterback. I just don't see it happening. So again, The question that the Giants need to answer, can they win with Daniel Jones moving forward? So far, they've been able to do it. How much of that is on Daniel versus how much of that is on the defense? That's another story. That's what where, you know, management needs to sit down and determine, you know, what percentage he contributed to the wins. As far as a deal goes, I wouldn't sign him for more than three years um, I forget what kind of numbers I put I put up. Um, I did an article on Giants Country last week where I, I had a projection. And I don't remember what numbers I put up, dollar numbers. I do remember it was a three-year deal. And I believe I said, um, you know, a three-year deal with, with an out after two years. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I would not sign Daniel Jones to anything longer than three years. So we'll see what they do. Um, I think he's trending in the right direction, but the Giants might feel otherwise because there are still nine games left to play. And as I said, you know, to the first question about Daniel, they haven't started um, contract talks with him yet. You know, not even um, a chance to get a feel for, you know, how's he liking things? What's he thinking? You know, start putting some parameters in place. So, um The final thing I'll say about Daniel Jones and his contract to answer your question, I do think that the Giants, um, if they want to re-sign Saquon Barkley and and Daniel Jones, they're going to have to get Daniel done before free agency. You want to avoid having to use the the, uh, franchise tag on him at all costs because I think it's like $31 And Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, 
not worth 31 million. Um, so I think that's what they're going to try to do, assuming that Daniel is indeed in the plans moving forward. So, all right, hope that answers your question. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have more of your questions on this special edition of Twitter Tuesday held on a Wednesday. Stick around. Hey, Giant fans, home burglaries and intruder breaches are unfortunately on the rise. Don't let the bad guys win. Build up your best defense with a customized system from SimpliSafe. Used and trusted by thousands of people, SimpliSafe is cutting-edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who will always have your back. SimpliSafe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and will even dispatch the appropriate first responders to your residence, even if you're not home. So don't risk your family's safety. Put SimpliSafe's 24-7 monitoring and advanced response technology to work for you today. Visit simplysafe.com slash NFL to customize your system at a special listener discount of 20% off, plus get your first month of interactive monitoring for free. That's simplysafe.com slash NFL for your customized 20% discounted security system and free month of interactive monitoring. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm Patricia Trena. Happy to have you with us on this Twitter Tuesday being held on a Wednesday. Changing it up a little bit because why not? It's my show. I can do that every once in a while, right? Um, appreciate you making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And uh, before I get into the next round of questions, we have about six more questions left on this mailbag edition of the Lock on Giants podcast. Just coming up the rest of the week on Thursday, it is the crossover show, the return of the crossover show. So Locked on Texans co-host John Hickman and I will break everything down that you need to know about this weekend's Giants-Texans game. Then on Friday, I might have two shows for you. That's right. On Friday, I may have a the interview with the injury expert who I'm speaking with on Thursday. So if that goes off as scheduled, which I believe it will, um, I will tape that show and I will run that for you on Friday. And then I think Friday night we are going to be doing live, Locked on Giants live, Trina, Tana, and the dog. And we'll see how uh, Tana rates me uh, when it comes to to my catchphrase that I'm trying to develop. So we'll see if he remembers to bring the cards. Um, should be fun either way. So hope you will tune in. Lots to come on the Lothan Jones podcast. And again, thank you for being a part of it. Appreciate the questions, the listens, the comments, the support, everything. All right. And before I forget, please like and subscribe the channel. Um, trying to get the 5,000 subscribers here on YouTube. So um, if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe, click that little bell for notifications because um, I'm going to start doing some Twitter shorts for you. Uh, probably next week I'll start doing some Twitter shorts. So you'll want to be notified when uh, I have a, a, a new posting coming up. And for those of you listening to um, the podcast on our audio platforms, thank you so much. Please like our, our, uh, our podcast Give us a five-star review and uh, thank you. All right, let's get back to your questions. Up first in the second segment, Satoshi Wakamoko 
Can you explain more what the green dot wearer actually does? They're called the quarterback of the defense and, the, and they call the defensive plays, but what does that actually mean? I think Wink calls the defensive plays. So what does the green dot do? All right, Satoshi, thank you for that question. The, um, the green dot basically means that that is the player on offense or defense that has the radio in their helmet. So the coach on the sideline um, is actually um, calling the plays into that particular player. So in the case of the offense, Daniel Jones is getting the calls to the um, who, from, from Mike Kafka up in the booth. On defense, it was Xavier McKinney getting the calls from Wink Martindale, who's on the sideline. But with McKinney out, I think the green dot is now going to go to um, to Julian Love, if I'm not mistaken. So basically, the green dot tells the officials who's got the radio in the helmet because you can only have one guy on offense and one guy on defense wear the green dot at a time. Uh, so that that's basically, you know, the explanation in a nutshell. It's a way for the officials to make sure that you don't have, you know, one guy on one side of the formation getting the plays and then another guy on the other side getting the plays. And the whole radio thing works where I think after so many seconds, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but after so many seconds, the radio communication shuts off anyway. But uh, that's that's the purpose behind the green dot. Okay, up next, Joe at Javelino 4 asks, do you think we scheme around X's injury or just put love there? Um, Joe, I don't think the scheme is going to change all that much because Xavier McKinney isn't in the in the lineup. The scheme changes up based on the opponent. So, you know, Julian Love was going to be in there anyway. He he and, and McKinney are, are, you know, that one-two punch. Dane Belton, I would suspect, is probably going to see a lot more snaps. I think maybe Landon Collins, if he is brought up, which I believe he will be brought up as a standard elevation, he may see some snaps at safety. So, you know, again, I, I just don't see them, you know, totally changing things um, because, you know, McKinney's not in there. It's it's unfortunate he's not in there. You know, they're going to miss his sideline to sideline speed. But I think Wink Martindale will figure out a way to um, to compensate for that. At least I hope he will. So thanks for the question. All right, next, Kermut Mudjuan, 68. How do you envision the Giants juggling the contracts of Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams? I believe Williams will make $32 million next year, which seems untenable. I'd be stunned if they let Lawrence go. Okay, um, here's what I could see happening, and it's early. This is subject to change, but um, let me just take a quick look at Leonard Williams' contract because I want to see when that contract ends. I think he's got another year, but let me just double check. All right, he does. He has one more year. Yes, okay, so he has one more year. What I could see happening is... The Giants, if they feel Leonard Williams is playing at a high enough level, which prior to his injury he was, maybe they go to him and they say, you know what, Leonard, we want you to stick around. 
So we want to extend you. And if they do extend him, what I see them doing is ripping up the final year of that contract, the 2023 year, and extending it. So getting Leonard's number, that 32.26 million number, down. Now, Dexter Lawrence, as you know, is on the uh, the option year. They picked up his option. So with Dexter, what the Giants can do is they can look to um, extend him as well. But here's the caveat with Dexter. He is guaranteed $12.407 million in 2023. So once that option year is picked up, it's fully guaranteed. So whatever number they lower it to, assuming that they extend him long-term, which I could see happening, by the way, that first year's amount's got to be equal to $12.407 million. So it could be a low base salary and and a roster bonus and a workout bonus and the prorated signing bonus, or he could get a a, a signing bonus um, for for twelve you know it's twelve point five million, which would satisfy the criteria. So yeah, there's there, there's some cap gymnastics that they could do to make them both fit, but you know it's contingent on do they want to extend Leonard Williams and rip up you know the final year of his deal which by the way, includes the voidable year. Do they, you know, want to extend Dexter Lawrence next year or do they want to wait until after 2023? So these are decisions that general manager Joe Sheen is going to have to make. Um, it is tempting to do, do all the, you know, extensions, but you can't do them all at once. I would, I would say if I, if it were me, I would look to do it that way because after you get through with, um, with, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Now you got to look at Andrew Thomas. You got to look at Xavier McKinney, you know, so you've got some other contracts that are on the horizon and you just, I don't think the giants can extend all of them in one swoop. I don't think it's smart to do it all in one swoop because then you're going to have a problem with, with your cap down the line. So um, that's what I think the giants will do. I think maybe they will go to Dexter and, and say, you know, Hey, do you want to, uh, I'm sorry. They'll go to Leonard and say, do you want to extend? Maybe go to Dexter and say, hey, let's see if we can get this done with you. So thanks for that question. All right, up next. Oops, got that one already. Sorry. Uh, We get to our email questions. And uh, Alan B. asks, can a player remain on the practice squad all season? I know Landon Collins was activated um, is that a game-to-game decision or did Landon Collins' roster position change? And do you expect Landon to be utilized more frequently in the aftermath of Xavier's injury? Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Let's take the first question here. Yes, a player can remain on the practice squad all season. The problem is, is now he can be poached. So if another team comes along and offers you know, a lot of money, they can poach the guy. There's no more practice squad protections, in case you haven't noticed. Um, The decision to elevate Landon has been a game-by-game basis. I believe he will be elevated one more time because it's a cap savings um, factor. And I think I explained this in an article on Giants Country, if I'm not mistaken. I'll check, and if I did, I'll link it in the show notes so you can see. And by the way, I'm aware some of you guys want me to do a show on on the cap. So I just, I I still got to figure out timing and, and, you know, how I'm going to present it to you. But 
there's some cap gymnastics that have to be done. But um, I do think at some point Landon is going to be on the 53-man roster. I do not think it's going to be this week. I'd be surprised. Take advantage of the low cost to bring him up as a standard elevation. And then maybe next week, if you've got a roster spot, then you look to, to bring him up to the 53. Um, now you asked, is he going to get more snaps with Xavier McKinney out? Um, I I don't think that would have mattered, to be honest with you, because the Giants have had uh, Landon Collins playing inside linebacker. So I think the guys that are going to benefit from McKinney being out are going to be Jason Pinnock and Dane Belton. So those are the two that I, I think are going to get the most snaps, like I said, with McKinney being sideline. All right, folks, we got two more questions left, I believe. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll answer those. Stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or you're looking for that special piece to celebrate the holidays, Blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. And they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring, including the one that I wear. Use their easy online tools to create the perfect engagement ring. Or again, if you're looking for that special one-of-a-kind piece to commemorate a special occasion, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift no matter what your budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. So go ahead and make your moments sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. Again, that website is Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E dot com. And that promo code is locked on to save $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. Blue Nile dot com, promo code locked on. Welcome back, Giant fans, to the Locked On Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer with you. Thank you so much for Tuning in to today's Twitter Tuesday on a Wednesday. Why not? Again, it's my show. I can change things up. So um, again, reminder, tomorrow we will have the crossover show. John Hickman joins me. We will talk about the Giants and the Texans. The Texans, a team the Giants don't see very often. So very curious to see what John has to say about the Houston Texans and the biggest storylines, the key matchups as he sees it and that sort of thing. Friday, we will probably have the injury expert on the program. I'm going to probably do two shows for you. The Friday show will be, uh, the recorded show will be the, with the injury expert. And then um, Locked on Giants Live with Tana and the doll. So make sure you check us out. And um should be a lot of fun. And then starting next week again, don't forget, I'm going to try and do some Twitter, sh- uh, Twitter shorts. I'm going to try and do some YouTube shorts for you here. Um, just little updates and stuff. They're about a minute or so a pop. So something new we're going to try here on the Lachlan Giants YouTube channel. Um, so I hope you enjoy those. All right, let's get to these remaining questions. We have two left. So let's kick this off. Let's see. We have uh, Damon from Down Under. 
with X being out for at least the next four, can you see Collins taking a lot more snaps? All right, Damon, as I said before, I think Dane Belton and Jason Pinnock are going to be the two that are going to benefit from Xavier McKinney being out. Collins, he's kind of got that role as that inside linebacker, that will linebacker role. That's going to be, I think, what he's going to be he's going to be asked to do. Remember, they're facing a Texans team. Um, Pierce, Damian Pierce is, I want to say this has the six most rushing yards in the league. So they've got a running game and it's going to be all hands on deck to slow down that running game. I don't have to tell you that the uh, run defense has just been terrible by the Giants. So um, that's what I think Landon's role is going to be. He's a box safety hybrid inside linebacker. You know, Xavier, um, he's got that sideline to sideline range, that deep center field type of speed. So you're going to want somebody a little faster, I think, out there. Um, so I'm not sure that that's really Landon's forte, if you will. All right. So thanks for your question and greetings to everybody down under, all, all our giant fans down there. Thank you for tuning into the show. All right. Final question comes from Andrew G. Do you think the way Jones has played, he's going to be back next season? Or do you think the added, with the added draft capital, Shane is going to trade up and start over with a quarterback again? All right, Andrew, um, again, I think that it depends on where the Giants are going to draft. I keep saying this. It, you know, I, I know people were like, what are they going to do? Where are they going to draft? If the Giants are drafting at the bottom in the bottom third of the first round, they're not trading up. You know, it's not like they're one quarterback away. They've got to get a receiver. They've got to, you know, add to the cornerbacks. They've got to maybe get a second tight end. Um, offensive line help is always, you know, nice to have. So they've got some things they need to do. And I just don't see them, if they're drafting at the bottom third of the, of the first round, I don't see them trading up. So if that's the case... You give Daniel Jones about a, a, a three-year contract, like I said, with an out after two years. You don't give him a lot of money. And the way you, you can structure it in such a way so that they can get out of it relatively easy. And, um, you know, I will have that information for you. I know I said I, I might look at that during the buy. I didn't get a chance to do it during the buy. I just had basic numbers. But I'm holding off on Daniel Jones because, you know, I think right now Saquon's the, the contract I need to, to focus on because I think that's more of a given than Daniel's contract. Um, you know, Daniel's contract, I think, you know, like I said, if, if, if the decision had to be made today, I think it would happen. But I'm thinking, you know, to wait on Daniel because nine more games – I want to see how this team does coming out of that five-game stretch against the NFC East. I think that's going to be very telling as to, you know, what this team has. Because if you can't compete within your own division, then you know what? You might as well go back to the drawing board. So I suspect that's something that Shane and Brian Dable want to take a look at. So overall, I would say, you know, and I know I sound a little bit wishy-washy here, but right now today, I would say, yes, Daniel probably comes back on a two to three year deal. Um, do the Giants draft a quarterback? 
don't think it happens. Uh, you know, I'd be very, very surprised if it happens because, again, if the Giants make the playoffs, they're not going to be in a position to get a guy high up. Now, unless the rankings that we're starting to see on these quarterbacks vary according to the Giants scouts, which, you know, it, it happens. You know, sometimes the media and the draft analysts, they have guys ranked higher than the actual NFL community does. So, but I think if you re really want a true franchise quarterback, you have to be like in the top five or so, you know, top six maybe to get one. And right now, you know, the Texans are up there. I think, um, I want to say Detroit's probably up there. You've got so many teams that are going to need quarterbacks next year. It's going to be a mad scramble. And that's the other factor. You know, we talk about, you know, quarterback factors. Everybody seems to think that, you know, if the Giants want Daniel, Daniel Jones back, it's a slam dunk. Not necessarily. Because what happens if, say, for example, the Indianapolis Colts say to themselves, we like what we've seen of Daniel Jones on film. We want to sign him. Then what? It could happen. I mean, <laughs> you saw what the craziness that happened uh, with the Colts this past week. Um, so you can't rule that out either. I, and, and that's something that a lot of people aren't really talking about. What if another team comes along and makes Daniel Jones an amazing offer, one that the Giants aren't willing to match? Well, then the fallback plan, obviously, is Tyrod Taylor, which is why they structured Tyrod Taylor and his contract the way that they did. So a lot of what ifs still to be determined. But I, I can tell you, fair, I'm fairly certain that the Giants will not trade up if they are drafting in the bottom third of the first round to get you know a premium quarterback. Will they maybe trade up a few spots? Possibly. But get get everything squared away. Get get a good receiver in, you know, finish building the offensive line. There's going to be, you know, center's going to be up for grabs, I think, next year. So you, you ask yourself, is, is, you know, are you going to draft the center or do you, are you going to go with Nick Gates? Um, make a decision on left guard. Uh, is it going to be a Zudu for the long term, Shane Lemieux? Wh which direction are you going to go there? And just, you know, just keep building, you know, get a tight end, another tight end to compliment Bellinger and just keep building up, you know, uh, and just see. So that's how I see it playing out. All right, folks, that is the last of the questions for this week. Told you it was a, a small mailbag, but a good one nonetheless. So I want to thank everybody for sending in their questions and participating in this special edition of Twitter Tuesday on a Wednesday. Again, we will be back tomorrow with the crossover show with Locked On Texans co-host John Hickman. You will not want to miss it. So until then, everybody, I'm Patricia Trena. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you tomorrow. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. 
Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.